This is an ICGC Cornerstone podcast. At Cornerstone, we believe in the power of the Word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. Well, this morning I want to continue uh, the series we started last week. Uh, we started a series titled, Things That Destroy Us. And we looked at bitterness. And if you were not here last week, go back, it's online, and listen to it. Go back and listen to it. It is the word of God that makes us better. Go back and listen to it. It will bless you. Even if you were here, listen to it again. You didn't hear everything. It will bless you. And this morning, I'm continuing with greed. Greed. Amen. So this month, you just have to fasten your seatbelt. All right? Amen. We'll, we'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll be fine. Greed. Things that... I've already received my own portion when I was preparing the message. I've received my own convictions and everything. I've wrestled. And so I believe that God's word will bless us um, together today. Greed. It's one of the things that will destroy us. Because there are some of us who don't know how to say enough. Everything we do is to the excess. We are compelled by so many sources to go for more and more and more and more. And we don't know when it is enough. And greed can destroy you. If you live your life in such a way, it will destroy you. Now, let's start with some definition. What is greed? What is greed? Greed is a selfish and excessive desire for more of something than is needed. It's a selfish and excessive desire for more of something than is needed. And that thing could be money. It could be food, which is gluttony. For example, they don't know how to say no. They eat, 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 eat. They don't know how to stop. Even when their stomach says stop, they can't stop. That is the sin. Money could be fame. Whatever it is, it is called greed. The things that people will do just to be famous, it will, it will amaze you. The things that people will do just to be famous. And so we're going to explore this idea this morning. Please turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. And then we'll also read 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 21. It says, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Tell somebody amen. amen. And you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male servant, his female servant. His ox, his donkey, well, those days, his donkey, but today it's your Jaguar or your, your Audi or whatever you drive. Or anything that is your neighbor's. So this is part of God's command that we don't become covetous of what is for other people. And in this world, you will find out, my friends, in this world, you will find out that you don't have everything. That you can't have everything. There will always be people who have what you don't have. That is how the world is. But God tells us not to be covetous. 
Let's turn to 1 John 2, verse 16 to 17. 1 John 2, 16 to 17. This passage gives us three centers of greed. And I'm going to comment on each of them in my message today. 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. It says, for all that is in the world, all that is in the world, all. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So in this scripture, the Bible talks about three centers of greed. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the centers where greed feeds. And these are the centers where people become very greedy. And we're going to look at each of them and how greed manifests as well. So I'm going to do three case studies within the time that I have that personify greed in these various areas. And the first case study we're going to look at is the lust of the flesh. So the lust of the eyes, and that is Achan. The lust of the eyes, that is Achan. Now, if you know the story, God took the children of Israel and, you know, from the wilderness, they, 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 they go into the promised land. And, and, and as they get to the promised land, um, they, they, they come before a city called Jericho. And so they have to defeat that city uh, because God has given them Jericho. And, and so God gives them an instruction. He says, you know, go around Jericho um, uh, for the first six days. Blowing the trumpet and all that. So they go around Jericho the first six days. They are blowing the trumpet. They blow day one, go and sit down. Blow day two, go and sit down. All the way to the sixth day. And then on the seventh day, God tells them, don't blow the trumpet, just be quiet, walk around Jericho on the seventh day, be quiet. After walking around the seven times, then you give a shout, the walls will fall down. This happens, the walls come down, um, the Israel conquers Jericho. Um, and, and, so God, and God tells them that when you conquer Jericho, um, everything that is in Jericho, the silver, the gold, the articles, everything there belongs to me. Because this is the first city you have conquered, and so everything that is there, the first belongs to me. Give everything to me. And so God tells them that, and then, and then, and then they go around, and then they do that, and they obey that particular instruction. But something happens in this particular battle that cost them in the next battle that they fought. Because in the, in the next battle, they fought a city or a town called Ai or Ai. That's the name of the town, just Ai. And so, and so they, they fought. But it was a very small town. But that town defeated them because they did something. Somebody did something that cost them um, eventually um, as well. And so one look, and so when, 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 when they lost the battle in Ai, they were wondering what happened because they're trying to, ah, we, we, we conquered Jericho with all the thick walls, all that. How come we lost the, the, the battle against the small people? We thought I would just breeze through them. Why, why do we lose? And so they inquired of the Lord, of the Lord and they cast lots. And, and then he fell upon a man called Achan. And so when he fell upon a man called Achan, and Achan then knows that he's guilty, and then now he's brought before the commission of inquiry. Let's look at what he says and how he pleads his case. In Joshua chapter 7. Verse 19 to 21. Joshua chapter 7, verse 19 to 21. It says, Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession of, to him 
and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I have done. Verse 21. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And, they, and there they are, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. So this is Achan's confession. Of all the many men of war in Israel, he was the only one who felt that he could take what did not belong to him. So what actually prompted Achan to do this when God had given them that warning? What prompted Achan? Greed. Greed. That's the interesting thing you see about this particular story. Greed. God was not preventing them from getting, because in, in, the, in the battle against I, God had told them that they could take all that they got from, from I. And so, and so, but the first battle, everything belonged to me. But greed, greed, greed. Because God is not preventing them from accessing wealth. He's only giving them an instruction, but greed. Greed comes from when we disregard the will of God. And that was Achan's problem. He disregarded the instruction that came from God. And by doing that, he turned himself into his own God. And then he began to make rules for himself. Because once God says something, and you disobey what God says, or decides to do otherwise, you have become your own God. You have become your own God. God says, don't touch that property. And you do that, you have become your own God. God says, don't get into that kind of business. But you see the profit that comes from that business, and say, I'm going to go into it. You have become your, you have withdrawn yourself from him. And become your own God. And if you obey your own self, and obey your own instinct and what you do, then you are also going to protect your own self as well. So Achan got into sin. He disregarded the word of God. He trivialized the word of God. He minimized the word of God. And as, and as a result, the rules of God had no sway on him. And Achan, in his confession to Joshua, gives us the process by which greed worked through the last of the eyes. He, he said, first of all, he says, I saw. That is the, the seduction of what is seen. He says, I saw. The kinds of problems we get into by what we see. Outside of God's will, he lived only by his own sense. He says, I saw. He followed whatever his eyes took him. He said, I saw. Do you know the number of problems we get into simply by seeing? We see money, we see clothing, we see wealth, we see houses, we see cars, nice cars. People eating good food. And all of a sudden, you feel you must go and get something. And the spirit of greed comes over you. He saw. We have to be careful of what we see. And each one of us, every single day, we are seeing things. At home, in the office, on social media, on online, on television. We see so many things. 
They are trying to get your attention. They are calling for your name. And so when Achan saw the Babylonian garments, and I don't know how Babylonian garments look like, <laughs> but I'm sure they were very nice. <laughs> and he saw the garments, and, and when he saw the garment, the garment says, Achan, I am here. Come, 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 come. Oh, don't worry. Nobody will see you, Achan. Just come. Follow me. Follow me. Come to me. Come to me. Achan is just waiting. Ah, oh, look left, look right. Ah, he said, come, Achan, just come, just come. Can't you see I'm nice? Can't you see I'm beautiful? Pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. <laughs> it's called the seduction of what we see. The seduction of what we see. The lust of the eyes. Achan says, I saw. And then he says, I coveted the craving for riches. He developed extreme desire. For the things he was seeing, although they were forbidden. Extreme desire. It wasn't mine. I wasn't supposed to take it, but I wanted it and I took it. By the way, rich people can be very greedy. And poor people can also be very greedy. You can be poor and very greedy. <laughs> you just see things and you want them. <laughs> you convert for them. Sometimes people go around buying things they don't have the capacity to pay for. Because somebody wants something for a wedding. You want the same thing. Buy things that your, your, your budget cannot sustain. One of the things that astonishes me, and it, has, it never makes sense to me up to now, is how people borrow money to marry. I, 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 don't, I, I think about it and my brain cannot seem to fathom it. Like how you, 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 are, you, are in a, you, are, you started your married life and you are owing. In the negative. You've, you, you've done all these things. We've come to your wedding. We've eaten. We've enjoyed. And, but you are owing. Because you wanted your wedding to be like somebody else's wedding. Meanwhile, the kind of wedding you have doesn't de determine the longevity of your marriage. Won't it be beautiful? If after 10, 20 years, you are now celebrating the big. Won't that speak more? Wouldn't that speak more than going to borrow money to have a wedding? Borrow money. And I hope none of you does that here. <laughs> borrow money to marry. So you started your life and you are in negative. Wow. Just because you want to have a wedding, you saw on social media. Because the sponsor is the one sponsoring you. Hmm? The person who sponsors that wedding is the one sponsoring you. Hmm? Somebody's uncle's father who has accumulated cash hmm? and is blowing on their child's wedding. You and I, hmm? <laughs> are believing God. We are comparing ourselves to that person. <laughs> eh? When we are believing God, we are comparing ourselves to the person. That is the danger of this generation. Don't borrow money. When I started, and I was, I was. Um, I finished my service and I decided to go back to school to start my master's quickly. I was paying my, my school fees in dollars. It was hard. So I walk from uh, when I get to, I used to live at uh, Jolu. So I pick my bus, trotter from Pig Farm, go to Circle, walk from Circle to where I work. I, I work. Walk back from, from that place to Circle, pick my bus and come back. And I was paying, I was educating myself. My mates were driving cars. I didn't, it didn't matter. 
because I knew where I was going to. Greed will make you crave for things. You covet for things. You're on sale. You are going. You are buying. You are doing. Buy, 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 buy. So you go and you open your closet and you say, "What was I thinking when I bought this thing?" What was I thinking? Was that was my brain functioning when I bought it? You open and say, why did I buy this thing? Why? Why? What was I thinking about? It is called the last of the eyes. I saw and then I converted. Then he says, I took. They're grabbing for things. I took. Once covetousness rules your life, all you need is an appropriate scheme. To get what you are desiring for. For some people, the scheme is in the office. In the office, is falsifying claims, falsifying documents, telling lies, cheating. Although they are born again Christians, isn't it amazing? Sometimes you can't even trust believers. They lie like everybody's lying because they've seen a shoe that they want to buy. It is called greed. Greed is the product of insecurity. When you don't know who you are, you would think that things will make you somebody. But if you don't know who you are, you can be wearing the nicest clothes and you will still not know who you are. You, are, you will be a nobody with, a nice, with nice clothes. He said, I took. So that means that Achan actually planned the thing. So as the war is going on, there are some articles of gold and silver somewhere. And we say, hey, then he's looking around and say, hey, the enemy is here, oh, Joshua. Then the, the army will run there. And then, <laughs> and then he goes for the items, pack the items. And the Bible says he goes, puts them in his tent. In fact, he digs some hole in his tent uh, and puts the thing and buries the thing. He actually planned it. Because, listen, when greed takes hold of your heart, eh, it will drive you. You will do things that you will do as, hey. You will do things that you never imagined. In fact, you'll be fighting for 10 CDs. No, you just made 100,000 CDs. But even 10 CDs that is left, you'll be fighting blows for, for 10, <laughs> 10 Ghana CDs. When you've just made 100,000, but you'll be fighting. There's a story of a guy who died. Um, uh, uh, I think it was a mate or something. They were fighting about, but this is two CDs or so change. And so he fell out of the truck and he died. Two CDs. Two cities. Greed, when it takes, it will kill you. When you begin to come into money, be very careful. Oh, you think you are humble until money comes into your hands. Oh. So I say, I'm humble. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> the pastor, I'm humble. Pastor, I love the Lord. And then God gives you a million dollars um, um, contract. And then say, I have to bring 100,000 to the Lord. <sighs> No. <laughs> God doesn't need this money. Ah, no, 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 no. Careful. Guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it comes the issues of life. He says, I grabbed it. I took it. And then he says, I hid it. That is hoarding of goods. Because greedy people most of the time tend to be hoarders as well. Why? Because greed will make it difficult to share. said, I saw, I coveted, I took, and I hid. For all his great efforts, Achan was brought before the camp, ready to be stoned to death. Destroyed him. Maybe nobody 
will catch you. And of course, in today's age, we will not stone you to death. But won't it be sad that you have handcuffs in your hands? Shown on social media, wanted. Wanted. <laughs> because you couldn't control your greed. Wanted. Handcuffs. Sold your soul for the love of money. The love of things. The lust of the eyes will kill you, my friends. The lust of the eyes. When that money, clothes, cars, houses is calling for your name, remember Achan, my friends. Because greed can destroy you. And it destroys, it will destroy, it destroys a lot of people. When you are cheating in the classroom, you are starting the process of imprisonment. You are laying the pipeline for greed in your life. You cannot start wrong and end right. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. You cannot start. If you start wrong, you will end wrong. But as you see in government, sometimes you see somebody that's going to take some amount of money. Greed. 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 Money for road construction, it's all in his account. Greed. So they bring sand, pour the sand and disappear. Greed. Greed. You know, when they arrest people, the arrest of the person has collected up 100 million. I mean, this whole girl I'm saying is greed. It's greed. And I hope none of you is doing girl I'm saying here. It's greed. <laughs> greed. And that is why children now in the Galamse area are being born with liver disease and being deformed because of the mercury. It's called greed. Greed because of gold. People are dying. And processing water in Ghana has become very expensive because of what? Greed. Greed. You will kill anybody and sacrifice relationship because of money. You will sell your friends and sell your family because of money. It's called greed. Greed. When people still in ex cheating exams and, and, do, and do all that, I mean, it's greed. You have to write an exam paper and know that you failed because you, you didn't study. It's just good to know that. <laughs> or you passed because you studied. But it starts from the classroom and little compromise like that, it will end up somewhere else. It's called greed. God will never bend the rules to, to bless you. God's blessings makes a person rich and what? Adds no sorrow. That's the blessing that God has. Greed. We have to be careful. That is the story of Achan, the last of the eyes. The second is the last, the pride of life. Lucifer, our good friend. The pride of life. Greed can be in what Achan did, but it can also be in the pride of life, what we call ambition. And all of us are ambitious, one way or the other. I am ambitious. Definitely. You are ambitious. Definitely. If I wasn't ambitious, I would not be able to um, do the things that I'm doing. No. I'm ambitious and you are. Even for me to preach and to preach well, I need to be ambitious. Because if I'm not ambitious, I come and stand here and just do, uh, just come and say, row, row, row your boat, then do down the stream, and then we all go away. It is my ambition that drives me to study, to put in the effort, to work hard, to do what I need to do, to ensure that what is presented to you is not shallow. It's, we're all ambitious. And, and because I'm ambitious, I'm doing well, or I will do well. 
And it's very important as well. I'll put the best use of my gift to play as well. But it can become very excessive. And for some people, their ambition is unrestrained, uncontrolled, and can be very destructive. And that was Lucifer's problem, who later became Satan. Satan was a nice angel. He could, hey, he could sing. Sing. Nice guy. Look at what he became. Because greed can lead you to become overly ambitious where nothing can stand you. There are no rules. You will bend every rule to get to where you want to get to. You, don't, you will sell yourself to get to where you want to get to. It is called greed, the pride of life. The kinds of things that people will do to be famous. Look at what the Bible says about Lucifer. In Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15, you can, you can just write it down. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15, it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will, us, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. Yet you have been brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. There are several I wills. And I'm going to examine each of them quickly. I will do this. When people start saying, I will do this, I will do that. We have to begin to measure. He says, I will ascend. That is uncontrolled ambition. The pride of life starts with naked and uncontrolled or unrestrained ambition. When the ambition takes hold of our lives, it drives our ego and we start saying things like, I will be somebody, I will be great, I will be rich, I will prosper, I will ascend. And yes, people can make those statements with comportment and know that, oh, they have limits and the line is drawn. But when they say, I will prosper and there is no barrier, to prospering, then that person is headed for serious trouble. For some people, their ambition to ascend is a driving force in their life. They want to ascend. They want to be great. People want promotion and they want to steal their way as well. They want to buy their way. They want to slip their way to promotion. Oh, because they said what? I will ascend. What have you said you'll become? And all the things you have said you become, are there, things, are there things that you will never do? You have to ask yourself, or oh, is everything permissible for you? I will be great. I will do this. I will do that. But are there things you will say that I will never do this? Are there things like that that you can say for yourself? Are there rules that will guide you and keep you so that you don't bend yourself for things? So that you keep every naked ambition as well. Sometimes when we even hear the word of God preached, we hear it preached as well. And even what we make out of God's word is not godly. It is ambition, naked, unrestrained ego. I will ascend. That is what Satan said. The second thing he says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. That is competition. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. He doesn't just want to ascend. He wants to be competing as well with somebody. 
When the pride of life starts, starts with ambition, then ambition becomes competition and then rivalry. You can't stand it because somebody is better than you. You can't stand it because somebody knows more than you. You can't stand it because somebody can, can do what you can do. That is where it begins, my friends. Your whole life is driven by the idea that says, who is in front of me? I want to overtake them. Who is in front of me? Nobody can be in front of me. Everything about you is a competition. Somebody gets one, you get three. Somebody gets three, you get four. Somebody gets four, you get five. Somebody buys a, a car, they buy an Audi, they say, I also buy a Range Rover. I want to cross, I want to overtake the person. Naked ambition, my friends. When a person becomes competitive, they always look into other people's lives. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have they, they got, this person has gone in. Have you heard? Hey, I want to, have you heard what they, they spend their entire time examining. Have you heard? Hey, that person, look at, the child is in Ghana International School. But you know, almost, you know, say, you don't have budget for Ghana International School. You really, but you say, no, I want to, I, I'm also going to send my child there. <laughs> it's very dangerous, my friends. Does it look nice? Does this person look nice? Does this person look nice, nicer than me? Does this person look nicer than me? If you don't trust your own beauty, then you probably have a self-esteem issue. And you need counseling. It is not about who is handsome or who is beautiful. I am the most handsome Harry Luton on earth here. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. Yes. Yes. But... I cannot be more handsome than Dick and Harry because he's the most handsome Dick and Harry on earth, yeah? Yes. I can't be more. I cannot be more. Yes. So there is no competition. It's as simple as that. There is no. It's just, then, you know, you, you go and chop off your nose. Plastic surgery. Pa, pa. Then you chop this here. Then you add to certain areas, eh? Hmm? Additions all over the place. All right. <laughs> it is called greed. Because in life, you can't ascend above everybody. It's not possible. You can only be the best that God wants you to be. Not by beating other people, but by being the best God wants you, God wants you to be. Our competition is not against other people. Our competition is against ourselves. That God has called us to strive to be the best version of ourselves. That is, we are competing against ourselves, not against other people as well. We must compete against our, own, our other people. I, there, there are things I can't do in ministry as a pastor. There are things I can do that, other, that my friends do. I can't do them. But when it comes to what I can do, nobody can beat me at it. It's as simple as that. I can't do what everybody's doing. Otherwise, one day you are this. The next day you are that. You become like a, a, a dragon. We don't even know what you are. You just you don't know who you don't know you. There are things I can't do, and I acknowledge them. That I can't do them. There's a way that PN can preach that I can't preach. There's a way that, there's a way to bring an energy and a diversity, and it, I don't have it. Yeah. There's a way she can do it. 
She can preach and switch. For me, I, I just go and I'm just serious. Ah. <laughs> it, it is too much, but that is how I am. I just go and it's like, it's all business. We're fine. Hey, no, no, no time to joke. She can joke and then jump in and preach and be serious. I struggle to do it. There's a way she can mention that I can't do it. Why will I want to be like her? I can't. The capacity and the abilities and the qualities that she has, I don't have it. I don't. So remember it. The moment you think of becoming competitive, remember that you are just going to self-destruct in the end. Because greedy people are extremely competitive people. Nothing makes them happy. Nothing satisfies them. Nothing cools their heart. They are so obsessed. And that is what Lucifer had. Then he says, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. That is covetousness. Covetousness. I will sit on the mount of congregation. If God sits there, I will also sit there. Covetousness. Covetousness is when we want what the other person has. We saw it with Achan. Somebody marries, you also wants to go and marry. You just want to marry because somebody is marrying. You marry for marrying's sake. <laughs> you, you don't know. <laughs> Covetousness. It's his wife more beautiful than my wife. If that is your problem, you will never be satisfied with your wife or your husband. You will never. You will never be satisfied. If you are not happy with who you are with, you will never be satisfied. Never. You are always going to compare. Is that house bigger than my house? You always compare. Satan says, if God sits on the throne, me too, I can sit there. The question is, was the throne made for you? Do you have what it takes to sit on it? Do you have the skills and ability? Because when you see people do things, your mind will lie to you and tell you that, oh, it is easy. You know, your mind is like, oh, I can just come and stand there. When you see Ronaldo playing, your mind will tell you, ah, I can just dribble. I can also dribble. Until they give you the ball. And we see that the waters have been separated from the waters. <laughs> Because your mind will tell you that it is very easy. No. You cannot be anybody, everybody. You can only be who God has called you to be. Even when people say, that, oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What God meant in that scripture, it doesn't mean that you can do every single thing. You can do what God has given you the capacity to do. That is what the scripture meant. So if you run your life trying to do what other people are doing, you will hang yourself quickly. You become like Satan yourself. You cannot be where everybody is. We cannot all perform the same way. Don't spend your life trying to be competitive. Don't spend your life. And he says that I will be like the most high. Imitation. I will be like the most high. When people become very greedy in the pride of life, they lose their originality. They become imitators. You can't tell who they are because they want to become like everybody else. They lose their uniqueness, their sense of identity. They lose their strength because they spend their entire time trying to be like somebody else. There must be you. I must be me. You must be you. As simple as that. So you must realize that ambition is dangerous, my friends. Naked ambition. You will end up being an imitator. 
And the moment you choose to become an imitator, listen to this, my friends. God has lost an original. The moment you become an imitator, God has lost an original. And the world will never be blessed by you. Ambition. And God says, go straight to the pit. That is where he ended. And then the final um, center of greed is the last of the flesh, Solomon. The last of the flesh. Solomon, reputed to be the wisest man on earth, but his actions shows that he was one of the most foolish people on earth. Definitely. One man who decides to marry a thousand people has lost his brain. The interesting thing about Solomon was that he tells us to be aware of strange women. He warns us in Proverbs 30 verse 20. Solomon told us, beware of strange women and then he went to trap himself. That simply means that there's a big difference between what people profess with their mouth and how they live their lives. You can teach wisdom and practice foolishness. 1 Kings 11, 1 to 8. Let me read that quickly. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughters of Pharaoh, women of Moabite, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, Hittites, and from the nation of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn, aw turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love, and he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. For it was so, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the, god, the goddess of the Sidonites. And after Milcom, the abomination of Ammonites, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not fully follow the Lord as his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is the east of Jerusalem and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. Greed, when one woman is not enough for you, that is what happens. You may be wise, have degrees, have titles, have high positions. But if you don't know how to overcome the greed of your flesh, you will end up in a disaster. And there are people who get promotion and the first thing they're going to do is to multiply their concubines. Check what happened to Solomon. Solomon was a pleasure lover. A man with beautiful words. A creative person, a poet, a musician, a handsome and a charming man, a woman's man. He could recite romantic poems. And in those days, the kings, when, when they wanted to, to secure their alliance, will marry from other place to secure or to strengthen their alliance. They will marry somebody so that there will be peace among the nations and, this, and, 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 and all that. But even you don't need to marry 700 or 1,000 to secure your alliance. And number two, Jehovah is your strength and your security. So Solomon abandoned Yahweh. As a source of strength. And it started with alliance, but ended with over 700 to 1,000. And, le and let's look at the progression of what he did, of Solomon. He says, the Bible says, he loved many ungoverned fleshy desires. Although Solomon was a wise man who knew the consequences of his actions, he allowed himself to be enslaved by his own love of pleasure. 
He could not govern his own desires. Listen to me, my friends. Each one of us gets tempted. I get tempted. You, in case you don't know, I get tempted. <laughs> you get tempted. Because we are all in earthly flesh. But we must learn to govern our fleshy desires. Because Satan's agenda is to use your desires against you. To crucify you. And to destroy you. Men and women alike. Solomon, great man. But he loved many. That is why I, I'm not surprised that Paul, probably having Solomon in mind, says that, 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 that I beat myself and bring my body into subjection. So that when I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I'm sure Paul had him in mind because you can say something. Pastors, we can preach. But do you live what you preach? Preaching is the easiest part. Living it out shows whether you believe what you are saying. So if it was good for Paul, it is also good for Harialoti. And it is good for you too as well. Otherwise, you will start with great promise, but you will sabotage your own destiny and your own future. He had ungoverned fleshy desires. Number two, it says he clung to them in love. That is emotional fixation or what we call soul ties. He couldn't separate himself from them. They had taken captive of his own emotions. It's like a fatal attraction. Like you go, you go, you start with somebody and you are having fun with the person. You have sex. And he said, oh, it will happen again. But you see that when you, and you are, you're shaking. Oh, I, need, I need to call her now. <laughs> because when you have sex, it's not just sexual. Eh? You are connected. She may be somewhere in Abokobi. <laughs> but there is no distance. Eh? <laughs> and before you know, and you say, the Lord said, I should come and pray with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So ties. Says he clung to them in love. He couldn't control himself. It became so bad. So bad he couldn't control himself. That if you tell, if you saw Solomon and you told him, Solomon, at least, you have several thousand, at least, remove 50. You say, hey, 50. That is how he became, he loved all of them. All of them. A thousand. Wow. I just can't believe that. He loved them. Because you must understand, my friends, that you are a weakling. If that is where you are, or anybody gets that, you are a weakling. And you have no right to lead other people because you can't even lead your own flesh. You can't lead your own flesh. This Bible says, the women turned his heart after other gods, decline and apostasy. He turned his heart after other gods. He lost the grip of his own heart. A man who loved God, spiritual man, anointed man, Great leader, his ability began to diminish because he couldn't stop. He couldn't. Ah, he had Solomon had two supernatural visitations from God. God gave him wisdom. He built a magnificent temple for God. But in the end, the fourth thing happened: corruption and abomination. He started building temples of idols for his wives. A man who built the nicest place for God started building temples. The Bible says he built high places. High places are shrines. The Bible says he built for the goddess. 
Astoreth. And, and, and that goddess was a goddess of sex and fertility. So when he built a temple, they had sexual orgies there. And he built another temple for Chemosh. And Chemosh was a god where they sacrificed children. Born, people that are born, they killed the child and they sacrificed the child to that god. Solomon, anointed man. Look at where he ended. Greed, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. These are things that will destroy us. And I'm not saying this for you to feel bad about yourself. I'm saying it because all of us, including me, and probably most importantly me, I guess, because I'm the one preaching, <laughs> we need to be very careful. We all need to be very careful. I need to be careful. You need to be careful. Because you can start great, but you can end wrong. And may God help us. Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.